On a June night in 1980, Friday the 13th, 12 of her friends were murdered. Why should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And this is our bonus episode coming out today, Friday the 13th. We are reviewing Friday the 13th Part 2. And uh, I am definitely excited for this one. Uh, this has always been one of my favorite Friday the 13th films. Uh, Randy, you said you had seen this one before, correct? It looked familiar at the start, but I don't know if it's just because they played so much from the first one. Right. Like, there was a good, what, what'd you say, 10 minutes? Yeah. Of recap footage? Yeah. Maybe that's just what looked familiar to me? Right. But but no, we uh, hope you enjoyed that, and our <laughs> other episode that came out today, which was uh, our reviewing of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 sequel. So if you haven't checked that out yet, after you listen to this episode, swing over and check that one out. So, Get you a couple tacos. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Take yeah. a bath. So, yeah, I know we're asking a lot from you because, like I said, I mean, heck, we got two episodes. But, I mean, hey, it's Friday the 13th and we could not pass up an, a Friday the 13th without filming or reviewing a Friday the 13th film. I've been trying. Johnny won't let me get by it. Well, eventually we're going to run out of them. Eventually. Yeah. And then you're going to want to start over. <laughs> no, no. By the time we get done with them, they'll already probably start making more. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's funny you say that because I was thinking while we were watching this, I was like, Michael Myers has carried on so long, but Jason's, has he ever gotten a remake? The Derek Mears, the 2009 one. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, we already reviewed that one. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Wasn't but, as good as uh, my boy... Ken, Ken Kissinger. <laughs> From Freddy vs. Jason. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with all the legal rights going on and all that horse monarchy, um, that's why we haven't seen a reboot. Which, I'll be honest with you, I, it would not hurt my feelings if they never rebooted any of them anymore. You know? I mean, that's Come just... Come up with something new. Yeah, I mean, there's something I've always wanted to see, and, which, you know, I've wrote scripts out before and stuff like that i actually would love to see and i always thought this would be a cool idea to have a female lead serial killer and that would have a legacy like michael jason you know i know have a legacy like that yeah but like serial mom is one of the ones that comes to my mind when you talk about serial killer it was like a comedy yeah yeah type deal um but i see what you're saying having a Female lead carry a, carry on a legend the way Michael yeah. Myers and Freddie yeah. actually have her own franchise. Right, right. Like I would love that, yeah. but we haven't gotten that yet. So hopefully in the near future we can get something like that. I just thought that would be awesome to uh, 
I don't know, just to, like I said, mix things up a little bit. It'd be something different. Yeah, definitely. But that being said, uh, like I said, we're happy that you guys and gals are tuning in. And as always, if you're new to the podcast, you can find us on Facebook at Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy uh, on Instagram. We are at Small Town Horror Johnny underscore Randy. And our Twitter name, X, is at Small T Horror Pod. And we're available pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, anywhere. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We actually, I don't know who commented on it, but uh, I got a notification last week that somebody actually commented and said uh, they're enjoying it. And after hearing our podcast and our episodes, it makes it makes them want to go back and watch the films. So I really dig that. I wish um, I would have known who wrote it. We would have gave you a shout out. But yeah, if you've got just a couple minutes, it don't take long just to write a review for us. We would really much appreciate it. But that being said, uh, Randy, you got that summary? Man, you know I got your summary. What you talking about? <coughs> Five years after the events at Camp Crystal Lake, a summer camp next to the infamous Camp Crystal Lake is preparing to open, but the legend of Jason is weighing heavy on the proceedings. Hmm. None of these summaries are good. Yeah, I knew you said before we started you didn't really care for the summaries. Yeah, it's it's bad. But we're going to read the plot anyway, so, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, how hard is it just to, five years after, after the murders at Camp Crystal Lake, now titled Camp Blood, ca- um, counselors return, you know, to set up a new camp. I mean, like, it ain't that it hard. Sounds like you need to put that on here. Because hmm. you would have done a better review than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, before we do the actual plot, I read the plot. Why don't you hit us up with the cast? Let's see what we got. We got, her name is actually Jenny. Yeah. Not J-E-N-N-Y. That's what I thought it was. No. No, it's actually G-I-N-N-Y. We got Amy Steele playing Jenny. Which is my favorite final girl of any of the Friday 13th films. Okay, can I finish? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. John Furry mm-hmm. plays Paul Holt. Martyr. Cobra plays Sandra Deer. Kristen Kirsten Baker plays Terry. We've got Adrian or Adrian King plays Alice Hardy. Warrington Gillette is the Jason Voorhees. Uh there's actually two Jason Voorhees, and I will say this. Uh he's not my Jason. Steve Dash, Steve Dash. is the one that mm-hmm. actually didn't get the credit mm-hmm. for doing all of the actual hard work. There is parts in there where that uh washed a uh, warranting guy is jason mm-hmm. but steve dash is the one that actually did <clears throat> the majority of all the stunts the final chase scene so that's the jason and to all you fans who disagree with me oh well <laughs> <laughs> we got russell todd playing scott bill randolph is jeff we have uh, flashbacks with betsy palmer who is pamela Forges. tom mcbride plays mark lauren marie taylor is vicky we've got walt Gorney is back as Crazy Ralph. Stuart Charno is Ted. And like you said, Steve Dash plays a Voorhees again. Uh, and that is pretty much... Oh, we have Jack Marks, who... Uh, plays Officer Winslow. Off, yeah, that's a weird name. Yeah, I just call him Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty much it. Yep. All right, so let me see here. Uh... Let's get this going here. Well. What'd you do? Oh, there it is. My bad. All right. So, Friday the 13th Part 2 was was directed by Steve Miner. It was written by Ron Kurtz. And Where do I know that name from? I don't know. Ron Kurtz. The release date was May 1st, 1981. The running time is 87 minutes long. Uh, the budget for this film was $1.25 1. Uh, Box office, it was $21.7 million. 
They made a little chunk of change. Yeah, they did. They made their money. Uh, let's see here. IMDB gave it a 6.1 out of a 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 29%. When are we going to stop reading Rotten Tomatoes? Well, I do that. Because it's garbage. I do that to show people that, you know. They're stupid? Yeah, that, you know, you just, you can't take their word for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know. Uh, 86% of Google users like them film. Yeah, so proven again that Rotten Tomatoes is hot garbage when it comes to movie ratings. Yeah. So, all right, anyway, uh, it looks like I'm going to have to actually edit some of this plot because they've already got it wrong. Um, it says, two years after the murders at Camp Crystal Lake, sole survivor Alice is recovering from her traumatic experience in her apartment when Alice opens the refrigerator to get her cat some food, she finds the severed head of Pamela Voorhees, which... It was only a couple of months, wasn't it? Huh? Wasn't it only a couple of months? Yes, I'm sorry, two months, yes. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing. Pamela Voorhees, you never knew her actual name until part four. They've never said Pamela Voorhees. Hmm. So, anyway. So... uh. She finds the severed head of Pamela Voorhees and is murdered with an ice pick to her temple by an unknown intruder. We know who it was. <laughs> Five years later, Paul Holt opens a school for camp counselors on the shore of Crystal Lake. The camp is attended by Sandra, her boyfriend, Jeff, Scott, Terry, Mark, Vicky, Ted, and Paul's assistant, Jenny, as well as many other trainees. Around the campfire that night, Paul tells the counselors the legend of Jason Voorhees, a boy who drowned at Camp Crystal Lake in 1957, sending his vengeful mother of two, on two killing sprees in 1958 and 1979, until she was eventually killed by Alice Hardy in self-defense. According to the legend, Jason survived and is now living in the woods near Crystal Lake. Enraged at his mother's death, he will kill anyone who comes he comes across. As Paul finishes the story, a man with a spear scares everyone, but it's revealed to be Ted wearing a mask. P Paul reassures everyone that Jason is dead and the Camp Crystal Lake is now condemned and off limits. That night, Crazy Ralph wanders onto the property to warn the group, uh, but is strangled from behind uh, on a tree by an unseen killer. He got garroted. The following day, Jeff and Sandra sneak off to Camp Crystal Lake, which they started calling Camp Blood, and find a dog carcass before getting caught by Deputy Winslow and returning to the camp. Later, Winslow spots a man wearing a burlap sack mask running across the road. Winslow gets out of his patrol car, chases him into the woods, and finds a shack. The man kills Winslow with a hammer claw. Back at camp, Paul offers the others one last night on the town before the training begins. Six stay behind, including Jeff and Sandra, who are forced to stay as punishment for sneaking off. At the bar, Jenny muses that it, uh, if Jason were still alive and had witnessed his mother's death, it may have left him with no distinction between life and death or right or wrong. Paul dismisses the idea, proclaiming that Jason is nothing but an urban legend. Legend. Meanwhile, the uh, assailant appears at the camp and kills the counselors one by one. Scott has his throat slit with a machete while caught in a rope trap. Uh, and Terry is killed off screen upon finding Scott's dead body. Mark has a machete slammed into his face as he falls downstairs backwards in a wheelchair. The killer then moves upstairs and impales Jeff and Sandra with a spear as they have sex, then stabs Vicky to death with a kitchen knife. Ted stays behind at the bar while Jenny and Paul return to find the place in distray. In the dark, the killer ambushes Paul and continues to chase Jenny throughout the camp and into the woods, where she comes across the shack. After barricading herself inside, she finds an altar with Pamela Voorhees' severed head on it, surrounded by a pile of bodies. Realizing that Jason Voorhees is the killer, Jenny puts on Pamela's sweater and tries to psychologically convince Jason that she is his mother. Uh, the ruse begins or briefly works until Jason sees his mother's head on the altar and awakens from the trance. Paul suddenly returns and tries to save Jenny. 
But Jason, uh, what's that word? Incapacitated. Uh, There you go. Whatever. Him. (laughs) Just as Jason is about to kill Paul with a pickaxe, Jenny picks up a machete and slams it into Jason's shoulder, seemingly killing him. Paul and Jenny return to the cabin and hear someone outside. Thinking that Jason has followed them, The door, they open the door only to find Terry's dog, Muffin. Just as the, they sigh in relief, an unmasked Jason bursts through the window from behind and grabs Jenny. She then awakens to being loaded into an ambulance and calls out for Paul, who is nowhere to be seen. Leaving his fate... What is that word? Ambiguous. Back in the shack, Pamela's head remains at the altar, but Jason is nowhere to be found. I just realized. Yeah. My intelligent camper award go or counselor award goes to Ted. Oh yes, he's a smart one. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> ask you if you if you uh, realized that he stayed behind. Yeah, I was like Ted saved himself by getting drunk. Yeah. So I mean, and uh, you know, he was flirting with that waitress too. He was. He was trying to give a piece. <laughs> But that is the whole uh, plot of Friday the 13th, part two. We hope you enjoyed it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you being like, what? But <clears throat> So now that we know what had happened, uh, what was that? Nothing, my phone okay. acting stupid. Okay. Anyway, unprofessional on, uh, your, on your part, sir. I'm so sorry. So the first thing I've got to point out on this film that, and it's actually a dislike, is I hate how they killed off um, Allison in the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. See, I like that they were brave enough to do that. I don't Because think- it's one of those things like, oh, she was the hero, so as soon as they brought her into the, the very first part of it, yeah. the first thing you're thinking is, okay, she's come back. She's going to have another encounter with Jason. She's going to survive, you know, like your typical movie does. But yeah, no, <laughs> straight lobotomizes this chick. So you liked it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was it I, was it was one of those things that was like unknown because I didn't expect it at first, but mm-hmm. then I was like, they got some gonads doing it. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from on that. I guess it's just because she was such a iconic character from the first yeah. one. It was like she, I guess because it was so quick. Yeah. They didn't even, she didn't even get to put up a fight. That's true. And then and I know looking into it <laughs> How did he find out where she lived? Well, it's just like Michael Myers. How did he learn how to drive when he was in the asylum? But then in... Well, Dr. Loomis explains that somebody showed him. But that's oh. that's in some of you haven't seen some. Yeah. Anyway. The garbage ones. Mm. <laughs> anyway, but no, seriously, though, like... Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though. But at the same time, how many movies have we watched where we were like, I like the fact that they weren't scared to kill people off. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I just wish that she would have had a more heroic... Yeah, you know, I I I feel you on that one. Maybe she got to Camp Crystal Lake or wherever the new camp was, Mm. and tried to warn them, and then died there. Yeah, because put her in the movie for about thirty minutes or so. I don't have a problem at all with them killing her off because, like you said, that shows balls. Yeah, I just was like, oh, she gets a little pickaxe to the head. Yeah, I'm like, "Mm." but anyway, uh, what I really enjoy about the film is like what I was telling you before we started watching it. I feel like this is one of the better films that's filmed better to me in certain mm-hmm. spots. And the cast, I thought, all played off each other good, where they seemed like legit kids. Yeah. None of them was any of the kids, in my opinion, that as soon as you see them, you're like, oh, my gosh, I heard to kill that person. Or, oh, I couldn't be around them. Or None of them were the annoying, had the annoying personality. Yeah. And, I mean, the the only one that was that you could consider getting close was probably Ted. Yeah, the jokester. But at the same time, he wasn't like jokingly annoying. He was just jokingly. Right. Like, I love the part at, uh, after they show that Alice has been uh, killed and it's two years later, I'm guessing. Yeah. I like where Jeff and Sandra show up in their Chevy truck mm-hmm. and they get off to go use the payphone. And if you watch in the background the whole time, the guy that's hooking up the truck, he's doing it quick. Yeah. And he even looks back a couple of times. And they take off. I love how they're like, hey, that's my truck. And he's like right up on the driver's side. He's like, hey, a-hole. Yeah. And the guy just don't even look at him. He just keeps going. But just come to find out, just around the corner is Ted. I guess that's Ted's house. I, yeah, I guess so. He had set it up to where one of his friends was towing their truck away. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just stuff like that that I'm like, 
Oh, that's pretty good. I, yeah. I, you know. But most of the time when you get an annoying character in a movie, yeah. it's not just annoying to anybody watching it. They tend to be annoying to the people in the movie. Yeah. So, like, usually that character for Ted would have been not necessarily the outcast, but he would have been like the black sheep that gets on everybody's nerves. Right. But you can tell just from that interaction that they actually had a really good friendship. Yeah. So it was like, I, I didn't... Which is, it's odd for me, but in these older movies, I always seem to find one person that just gets on my nerves. And that's what I'll say on this one. I didn't, there wasn't a single character that that got on my nerves. I right. even like the fact that they brought back Crazy Ralph. Yeah. I thought, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, they ended up killing him, but he still played that, that character really good. Well, and it's one of those things where you don't need to see him much because he was in the first one so much. Yeah, you already got the story behind him. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say to kick it off, right? I think they introduced Jenny really good. They yeah. when she showed up late, she's almost tomboyish, mm-hmm. and I like that because she looks like she could hang with the guys. Yeah, and already you could tell that Paul really likes her. You know, I'm guessing they're together. That's the way they made it seem when they first yeah. got there. If they weren't, they ended up getting together. But one thing that I like is. How he's, you know, giving all the rules. Paul, it's daytime, and he's telling all the rules and all this stuff. And Jenny's over there acting like she can't get her car going. And then Paul's, like, needing some help. And she's, like, you know, kind of playing the innocent, oh, yeah. yeah. I guess. And he goes back there, and he's, like, okay, give it a shot. And then it goes, poof, and all the dust goes in her face. <laughs> yeah. And she just smiles. Well, then it cuts to nighttime. And it's funny because you get from that little funny moment to now I like how Paul, the actor, uh, I don't know his real name, but. The character Paul delivered, he's like, I don't want to scare anybody. Yeah. But I'm going to give you the truth about Jason. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I thought he did really good. I, I, I like the dynamic. Yeah. And it's funny because he delivered it so well that the girl that you was like, she's kind of cute. Uh, what was her name? Uh, oh, Vicky. Yeah. She said, I was watching the behind the scenes thing uh, on the documentary, she said that he was getting into it so well that she was starting to get scared. Like she was believing <laughs> right. the hype, but I thought he delivered that pretty good. Oh yeah. He did the, he did the whole campfire tale. Like there was, um, I don't remember which one it was, but there was another Friday the 13th where they had like five or six people around a campfire mm-hmm. that they did almost a similar thing. Yeah. But it was nowhere near as good as what Paul did. Yeah. Nowhere yeah. near. And maybe it was just because these characters and these actors were better than the ones in that one. Yeah. I don't even remember which one it was. Uh, another shot that I like in the movie is, and I can't remember whose dog it is, but Muffin. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that like... I think it's Jenny's. No, it wasn't Jenny's. It mm-hmm. was the girl It was the girl that got completely naked. Terry. Terry. Okay, yeah. there you go. Her dog is running through the woods and she ends up at Jason's feet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it looks down and all of a sudden it just cuts the hot dogs on the grill. I like yeah. that little like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it kind of gave you, it was like, hey, guess what happened? Yeah, you don't know. But but then again, that's another thing that explains, okay, then what was the dead, the dead dog? Like, where'd that dog come from? Yeah. But and that's one thing, like, that's one of my biggest pluses of this whole movie. The shots in this mm-hmm. were legit. Yeah. Like... There were so many good shots in this one. A lot of them had to do with, like, it would give you a point of view from where the counselor was, and then it would show you where Jason was coming from or going to. Yes. Every one of them shots were top-notch. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's like, huge plus. I love being able to see the killer in the background chasing yeah. them, you know? Because you kind of get to, like, you don't hear them talk, but you kind of get to see them second-guessing the, their choices on where they're going. Because, mm-hmm. like, there was one where... Right at the end of the movie, when Jenny was running away, Jason was behind, she hid in front of the car. So Jason come up behind it, and you could see him turn around, like I'm gonna go check in front of that car. And then he got halfway yeah. there and then stopped, and then turned around. And you're like, it's cool because Jason in the later movies becomes more supernatural. Mm-hmm. This is the human aspect of Jason. Yes, which is what I like more about it. This mm-hmm. this to me is more on par with Michael Myers because they're both human. Yeah. Now, when Tommy Jarvis shows up and all that kind of stuff happens, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a different story. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did I did dig that. Yeah, and I'm like, that's one of my favorite scenes because he does, he hesitates. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, you know. And I like the fact that you can see her the entire time in front of the car, and she's like, 
her eyes are all bugged. Yeah. But yeah, gr- great shots in the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I do like when the couple gets caught. Jeff and Sandra get caught at uh, Camp Blood, Camp mm-hmm. Crystal Lake, and we get introduced to Officer Winslow. I do like when he reprimands them and he's like telling uh, Paul, he was like, I don't want to see your people here again. You know, we're trying to keep this quiet, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Paul tells him to go ahead and go. He tells uh, Sandra and Jeff, he's like, all right, head back to camp. And Winslow goes, that's it? You're not going to reprimand them? And he goes, hey, Jenny, don't let them have seconds on dessert tonight. <laughs> I like that. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like You can tell Paul is a laid back dude. Yeah. But then it goes into one of my favorite actual chase scenes is or well not a chase scene it's a shot is when officer winslow is driving the car and it was such a creepy shot how you just hear the wing yeah and you see jason just go man screw that there ain't no way i'd get out of my control car and take off no let that weird person run across roads all he wants but i think that led up to one of the better kill uh kill scenes in the movie with the hammer yes that was that was crazy like and it wasn't just the kill scene itself it was the shot that they got of it. Oh, yeah. Of it actually popping in the back of the head. <laughs> and you notice, as far as I know, I didn't see any blood. It was a stiff shot. Yeah, I don't think I did either. But, it, but I mean, it was one of the, it's one of those shots that when you see, you still go, mm, mm-hmm. like, golly. Well, see, that's just like with, uh, uh, who was the guy in the wheelchair? Mark. Mark. It was just like his kill scene when the machete came out of nowhere. Yeah. To, like. I blinked and the machete was in his face. <laughs> but I mean, that, that instantly brought blood, and you've seen the blood on that one. But I didn't even get to see that the machete being thrown or flying through the air or nothing. Like I literally blinked and machete face. The thud yeah. that it made. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's almost like polar opposites. Like you got to see it, but then you got to see the blood and all that kind yeah. of stuff with the sheriff. It was just hammer and ground. See, and I love Mark's death scene with the machete and then how he rolls down the stairs. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, that was an actual person going down the steps. Backwards? Yeah, but they had it on a track, I believe is what they said. So that's why it didn't just tip over. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it said, but I do know that it was an actual, like, stunt guy going down. Uh, Well, they had to get somebody flailing around. Yeah. (laughs) But that's another thing, though, is, like, Mark's one of my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah. Because... One, he's got a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. I like where she's like, so they say, you ever, or, are you going to be in this chair permanently? And he's like, the doctors say that, but I don't. Yeah. And he's like, he's flirting with the girl. He's, uh, he, you could just tell, like, even he's the strong one of the group. He keeps saying that he's training. Yeah, they never say They never what? say what he was training I for. I guess maybe for arm wrestling, because that's what he was doing. He was arm wrestling. It might be. That or is like, I don't know if it was like some... Uh... Like handicap Olympics, they never say. Right. He I mean, he was the one doing all the arm wrestling and stuff like that. So, it but he, been. but yeah, I think he was. He, besides Jenny, the main girl, yeah. I think he was my favorite character, and I feel like um, Mark and Vicky played off each other really well. How she yeah. would flirt with him, and how he would kind of flirt back, you know, and stuff. But um, see, I think Terry and uh, uh, Peep and Tom. What was his name? Was it Jeff? No, no, it was. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Scott, I don't remember. Anyway, the guy that shot her in the butt with the slingshot. <laughs> yeah, I thought they played really good off each other. Like you could tell it was kind of to me. It seemed like it was she was kind of playing hard to get with him. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there were sh- shots where I thought yeah, he's just annoying her. Yeah, like when she goes skinny dipping and he takes you know tries to take her clothes and stuff. Yeah, that's when he finds himself in a predicament. Yeah. And uh, you can kind of tell that she was kind of playing around with him and just kind of, but you didn't know how far she was willing to take it. And that's one thing, um, that documentary that's like freaking six hours long that I've watched, I don't know how many countless times, it's all the Friday 13th films. Mm -hmm. That's one of the scenes where they talk about his death scene. Mm -hmm. One, it looks like that he got cut with the dull side of the machete. And two, it could have been such a really, the effect looked good, Yeah, but it just looked like, like you said, the blade, when when we first seen it, the blade didn't even look like where it cut. Yeah, the blood showed up in a spot right up, like above where the blade actually was. Yeah, it just looked awkward. But that could have been a really cool scene. Yeah. Uh, but then her death scene was off camera. Yeah. And I get it. They, don't have, they can't show everything, but, you know. Um, another death scene was the shish kebab one with Jeff and Sandra. Yep. Now, yes, I know it's kind of an iconic death scene, but... Today you watch it and you're like, 
all you see is her go, <gasps> and all you see is the thing hit, uh, excuse me, hit the ground with the blood. Yep. That's it. I mean, that's all you need to know. I mean, what more do you want? It is, but like, I'd like to see like a Freddy, uh, like Where a, she just kept jabbing it and uh, Jason, yeah, from yeah. Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite shots, and you even was like, "Oh, when it happened, Vicky's death scene." Vicky, when she's coming back, because you know her and Mark's fixing to get it on, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. When she's looking for Mark, she goes upstairs, and it's where um, Jeff and Sandra's body are, and she's like. Jeff, Sandra, and right before she goes to the sheet, Jason pops up. It's the first time we see him with the mask. That is one of those holy crap moments. But see, and it wasn't like he just jumped up out of the bed either and just went right. He slowly, almost like Undertaker out of the bed. And then like kept his eye on her the whole time while he was getting up. And it was almost like, you better run, woman. But what, yes. And it was creepy because as he was getting out slowly, you could see the shadow of the door closing behind her. Yeah. And he did. He, like you said, he never took his eye off of her. I like that. Yeah. That was cool. And I, I do like the fact that you only got the one eye. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the burlap sack. Yeah. I do, I do like that. I thought that was cool. Well, then, uh, of course, we get to the final chase scene where Paul and Jenny comes back. And I do like that where she's like, Paul, there's somebody in this room. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she saw him or if she just felt like. His presence. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she, you see him get up and he's got that spear. And she's like. Paul, there's somebody in this effing room. And they start going at it. But that's one thing you can say about her is she's she's a fighter. She boy. She fights what they call it? Uh fight or flight. She, her fight or flight kicked in and she fought. But I think it's one of the best uh final chase scenes finale of any of the Friday thirteenth films. I, so from what I've seen, I, I'll I'm really close to agreeing with you, and it's mainly because just the shots. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily what she did. I mean, she kicked him in the nuts one time and she broke a chair over his broke back. Broke a chair over his back. Chainsaw. And, yeah, took the chainsaw to his arm, which I thought was kind of funny that it just automatically bound up and stopped cutting. Um, but the shots, like there was a shot where she ran into the, I think it was a shop or something, mm-hmm. and you seen that little bitty window, and she's running right up to that window, and you see him running up to the, the storage room or whatever it is. In that window. You could just see him running. Oh, it's when she was in the shack. The shack, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that shot right there where he just, like, he was, like, beelining for the <laughs> yeah. shack. Yeah. Yeah. All, all you could see was him in the the window, and it was he was small, and he steadily got bigger. And the music didn't kick kicked in until she noticed him. Yeah. She comes in, and she's facing the camera looking around, and you see him coming. Yeah. And then once she looks back and sees him, then it goes, dun 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 I was like, yeah, I like that. And I and I got to give it to the old 80s music, man. <laughs> yes. The, the music was good through the whole movie. Yeah, I like I, it. I dug they it. They know how to keep it where, like, there's a part in there where the music's just like, dun, yeah. and it just keeps going. And it's almost annoying, but then it gets, but it's, mm-hmm. it's one of that where it's like, man, it makes you feel uncomfortable. I, and there was a couple of times where they hit the music and automatically went to Psycho. Because there was yeah. a couple of times where it was like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, all right, God, that's close. I love the scene when you was talking about it where she gets underneath the bed. She runs to one of the cabins. She's hiding underneath the bed, and a rat comes in. And she pees on herself. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's the big controversy. They don't, was this, because they never said if she peed or if the rat peed. Because that was a lot of piss from a rat. But then again, I mean. But then. Would it go all the way down her pants leg? Yeah, that's, that's true. Too. But I love the shot of Jason. He's, he's looking for her, and as he's going out the door, he. He hears the mouse or the rat, and then he sees the piss. But he he's got a hold of the door, and he just slowly turns and looks. You think he's gone, but I love the fact that he's standing <laughs> on this little piece of crap chair. She crawls out, she sees him and screams, and he raises that pitchfork up, and the chair just breaks up from him. He's like, "Dang it!" As he hits the ground, <laughs> I saw one of them turn around, kick the chair. Yes, piece of crap, you know, <laughs> dang that wicker. But that's the thing is, like, I've heard people say something about this Jason being too. Uh, Dumb and being too wiry, and so it's a human being. Yeah, I mean so. it, it. It really is because it's like two different. You think about all the Jasons that we've watched. You got you know the Derek Mears, Ken uh, Kissinger. You got Kane Hodder. This is really the first Jason that I've seen that is more the human nature side of Jason. It's the more like okay, like when Paul shows up when he shows up in the the room when her and Paul are in there and she's like I feel somebody in the room when he starts wrestling around with Paul yeah it's not just like two guys fighting yeah it wasn't like this demonic 
super villain. Exactly. It was an actual guy that was just fighting in pair overalls and a flannel shirt. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say they didn't like the look. I thought the look was cool. I think it was a... That's just it. I think the look was okay for the first time you're being introduced to a guy that was supposed to have drowned and has been living on his own. Yeah, because if, if they would have went straight with the hockey mask... Where'd he get the hockey mask from? Exactly. Burlap sack, I could see easy. Yeah, he just found a burlap sack. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to find a hockey mask in the middle of a camp. Yeah, unless he goes to a store or something like that, yeah. you know. Uh, and then, this is the very last time we ever see Betsy Palmer uh, make a cameo and play Mrs. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. So You get her voice throughout the next couple of movies, but... Fun fact, did you know they wanted her to come back for Freddy vs. Jason? And she turned it down. Oh, man. Yep. Why would she do that? She said she didn't like the whole speech where she was like... Make them remember me, Jason. Remember, you know, all that stuff. She didn't like all that. And then she was talking about, you know, they wanted her to play where she was talking about, you're like a big stupid dog that can't stop eating. She mm. just didn't care for it. So, but then yeah. how do you explain how old she was, too, though? Yeah, that's true. I mean, too. like, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they CGI'd Harrison Ford to look young. Yeah, man. but look, dude, that, that's 20 years later. <laughs> I mean, you know, you probably watched it 40 years ago. <laughs> but and um, she wasn't necessarily young in that one. No. But then, you know, I, I like the finale. I like how Jenny's smart to where once she gets in the cabin, or not the cabin, the shack. She, she puts, tries to pull the okey-doke. And she almost had it. She, she puts really Mrs. Did. Voorhees' sweater on. I like that not only is she a strong female uh, role and a survivor, but she's also got the brains where yeah. she's like, I'm going you know, to mess with his head. Because yeah. she actually even said it. She was like, she felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. And it almost makes you do feel bad when he like when she's like, Mommy is pleased. And he just turns his head like a dog, like, yeah. do what? You know? But, um, fun fact, when she raised the machete up, and he notices his mom's head, and he puts the pickaxe up, that was Steve Dash, for a fact. When she come down with it, she missed the pickaxe and got his finger. Ugh. Well, he had that machete in his uh, chest, mm-hmm. and to go get his finger sewed up, he went to the hospital, they took him to a hospital, to go get his fingers stitched up. He walked in there. He's like, he told him to leave the machete in his shoulder. And he walked in. He said, everybody was going, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He said he walked up to the counter and said, excuse me, do you have anything for a headache? I've got a bad headache. So that's the kind of person Steve was. Yeah. So that's shout out to Steve Dash's family. Uh, he, he passed away, I think, 2018. I've met the man twice. And he was a super cool guy, man. Really laid back. And you could tell he appreciated his fans. Yeah. And he was legit like. Italian dude. Like, really? Yeah, he's cool. If you ever hear him talk, he's like a New York guy. Yeah. Oh, man, he's funny. But he came back, got his, uh, I don't know if he was Italian, so he just, I mean, New York. New York. But anyway, he come back uh, on set with his finger bandaged up, and they finished the film. But uh, He's a trooper. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> of course, after she finally gets the last shot in with the machete, and he falls over. Her and Paul go back to the cabin, and then they have the big surprise ending where you hear somebody outside, and they think it's Jason. So when they open the door, it's Muffin. Muffin. The so, cute little doggy with the bow in it. Yeah. Head. And then she, they played good, the music, the little piano music. And she's like, oh, Muffin. She's like, come here, Muffin. And all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, which I've seen that shot before. Oh, yeah. So I was always like, I even told you when that was happening, and she get, started to stand up. I went, Jason. You man, said it as bam, soon as it happened. As soon as it happened. And I think that is such a creepy ending and a creepy look. Oh, yeah. Like, see, like how you said you don't like how they show Jason's face and all of them? Yeah, because I think this one was a good look for Jason. Because this one makes more sense than the supernatural Jason face. Yeah, I get you. Because this one's more realistic. Yeah. Because this is like his deformity, which is what he was made fun of when he was a kid. And see, and the only thing that I hate about different makeup artists is in the third one, it's supposed to be the same exact night as this has happened, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's the same night, and he's completely bald-headed and no uh, hair on his face. Yeah. I hate that. And I know what it is, because like they said, uh, even Tom Savini said that people's asked, why does the makeup change so much? Well, because you, uh, you get special effects uh, makeup artists that's like, well, I don't like that look. I want to make it my yeah. look. So that, but well, he had time to go to a barbershop and yeah. you know, get a trim and everything. Right. Yeah. But um, after Jason takes her off, it just flashes to now Jenny's getting loaded up in an ambulance. 
And the one thing I hate is, where's Paul? He died. Paul. But you don't know what happened no, to Paul. Oh, he died. So, well, I'm we, trying to figure out how she got out of his hand. Like, that's what I'm saying. He had a hold of her. Well, was it a dream? Do we, we don't know. That's a good point. Did she get knocked out? Exactly. Okay. So, okay. Well, that know, kind of changes it a little bit. Exactly. Because they didn't show the dog. Well, she got knocked out and it was a dream. Paul dead dead. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. So, you know, it may have been a dream. But they leave that open interpretation. Yeah. But I still say I would love to see her return if they ever did a Friday 13th movie. Yeah. I'd love to see the surviving women come back and take them on. And I'd love to see a Friday 13th film in the winter. The lake frozen, cabins. I'd love to see that. That would be cool. Uh, and then finally, at the end of the film, we it zooms in on Mrs. Voorhees' head. And yes, I had told you, they actually uh, filmed or had the uh, actress who had the makeup on. Mm-hmm. She was going to open her eyes at the end, but then they were like, no, no. But see, this is what me and you were talking about, because I think it would have looked cool knowing where they eventually took Jason. Yeah. In 1981, it wouldn't have made no sense whatsoever for a head to just open its eyes. Right. But knowing that Jason was going to take on a supernatural thing, yeah, it would have been cool. Right. right. But that's kind of like the hindsight's 2020 deal. Right. But you got anything else you want to share about the movie? I don't don't think so. I think we've covered it pretty much. I think we have. All right. Well, uh, we will do our pulling scale right after this break so we will be back here in just a few minutes what's up everybody i'm brad aka be more rad and i hope you come check out my gaming grenade podcast where i bring you real gamers with real experiences in fake worlds we're gonna have a blast and hopefully crack a few laughs along the way doing game reviews discussions and of course a little competition never hurt anyone to top it off we're throwing food in the mix to make the conversation even more spicy. So grab your controllers, bring a snack, and come join the fun at Be More Rad's Gaming Gourmet Podcast. Until next time, keep gaming and stay rad. All right, and we're back. Once again, uh, that mm-hmm. is from our buddy, Be More Rad, Be Rad. You say uh, we're back like we actually left. <laughs> That's our break. We didn't uh, go nowhere. Check out his podcast. Uh, I, th- I believe it's available now anywhere our podcast is. Uh, uh, Spotify, iTunes. And I believe his next episode is going to be on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, which, Randy, I think me and you are going to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, I've seen that text. Yep. So I ain't got the game, though, so I'm going to have to play it with you. I don't have the game either. <laughs> no, we're going to go over there and play it. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So. <laughs> anyway, so uh, check out Brad's podcast. Uh, he's doing some cool things over there. Uh, something I've never... It's video games and food. I yeah. Mean, how can you go wrong? Right. So... Give me a taco and some Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Could you see me and you sitting here doing our uh, movie review while we eat tacos? It'd be terrible. I mean, I wouldn't be against trying it one time. <laughs> yeah, but the people listening would be like, oh my gosh. Just a whole the, like party pack. All the crunching. <laughs> By the time we're getting done with it, we're good to... And I don't know, we get soft shell. I get hard shell. No, you can't have hard shell. <laughs> it wouldn't make no sense. But that being said, it is time for the pulling scale. The pulling scale? It is the pulling scale. Pulling scale. So you want to go first on this one? Man. Yeah, I'll go first. I got you. Okay. So I'll say that I dug it. I, I did like the first one. But I think I like this one more than the first one. And it's probably because it's Jason. And which, uh, don't get me wrong. The first one did give you that little trip where, oh, it's a woman. You know, she's a killer. We were talking about how it would be cool to have a a serial killer legend that was a female. Mm -hmm. We kind of got it in one movie, but it wasn't something that they kept going. Right. Um, I did dig it, though, man. I I think the cast was all, every one of them were relatable. I think every one of them did a really good job. There wasn't one character that just completely got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Like, which, well, I always bring up Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Franklin. Um, I thought the shots were cool. I thought 
There were a couple, which it's the whole practical effects deal. It's oh, the yeah. the the new effects versus the old effects type of deal. Right. There were a couple that I'm thinking, oh, I feel like that could have been better. But then I'm like, this was 40 plus years ago. Yeah, it was like 81, 82. Yeah. So you kind of have to take that in consideration. I mean, all in all, like the whole machete, throat cut, didn't line up with the cut, that kind of stuff. But, right. Um, man, for me, what takes... This one over the top is just some of the shots. Some of the camera work, man, was just phenomenal. And it was it was small stuff. It wasn't even like, oh, they're gonna turn the camera sideways and they're gonna zoom out and zoom back in and not not to diss on your movie, because I'm not it's not a diss, but the way Evil Dead would zoom in really close to do face shots and stuff oh, like yeah. that, or they would do the like moving camera with the chase. They did none of that. Like right. there were there were times where this was just like a slow moving camera where it actually felt like a handheld camera. Exactly. Like, and it was just like rounding a corner in the, the screen oh, yeah. shape. And you got to remember too, Sam Raimi directed all of them. Yeah. So that's his style. That, yeah. And that, exactly. I mean, that's, and that's not a knock on. No, it no, no. Yeah. I got you. Um, but the shots on it, the point of views from the shots and the cameras, I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I tell you, it's hard for me to come up with a dislike. I mean, it really is. Other than, see, it didn't even bother me at the very beginning when they killed off Old Girl. Hey, sometimes it just movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying that, like, don't get me wrong. It's not my favorite movie whatsoever. No, no, no. But it's hard for me watching it for the first time to come up with something that I just automatically dislike. I watch it again now, mm-hmm. and I can actually nitpick it. That might change. Um, but right now. That's a solid movie, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. It's it's a thumbs up for sure. I think if you're a, an avid collector and you like Friday the 13th, you can't not add this into your collection. Right. Um, we talked about it before. I'm not a big collector. But if I was, this would be in the Friday the 13th collection. Mm-hmm. And Jason Goes to Hell would be in a ditch. <laughs> I still don't own that oh, on Voodoo. <laughs> Terrible movie. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And I'm... I'm going to give it a solid A. Right on. I really am. Well, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, I, I like this one better than the first one. The first one's never been one of my favorite films. It's a good film. Yeah. But by the time I started watching them, it was all Jason. And after I had seen pretty much all of them, except for the newer ones, then I went back and watched the first one. I saw, oh, it's not even Jason. Yeah. You know. That's but, what, like, I, I was introduced to Friday the 13th with Jason. Exactly. And then when I found out he wasn't even in the first one, I was like, what is this crap? The first time I, the first Friday 13th I have ever, I had ever seen was Friday 13th, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. You know, I don't think I ever watched Friday, the first Friday the 13th until after I watched the first screen. When oh. he, when he brings up the question of who was the killer in Friday the 13th. Oh yeah. I was like. What do you mean it's not Jason? Yeah. Who is Miss Voorhees? Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Uh, I love the acting. I love the group of kids. I thought they really played off each other well. I thought the kill scenes were good. Uh, it's got, like I told you, to me, in my opinion, one of the best kill scenes in any horror movie. It isn't the best. It's one of the best. Is the machete to the face to Mark when he goes down the steps. I love it, and I also love because when he hit, when the machete hits him, you can hear him going, Ugh! like the, I don't, the thud that yeah. thing makes. Um, then again, you know, you said you didn't really have anything to what negative, I guess. I don't like how they did Alice, but that's just me. Yeah, I wish she would went out a heroic way if if they were going to kill her off. Uh, and then looking at it, like a legit thing is, how did he find her? Did he look up in a phone book? Did I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how did he get there? <laughs> <laughs> he drove. I told you. He hitched a ride with Michael Myers in that station wagon. Oh, okay. But anyway, this has always been one of my favorites of the Friday the 13th uh, saga. I, I really enjoy it. The music, when I think of Friday the 13th, this is the music right here. This uh, soundtrack to this film, the score, this is what I think of. Uh, the Leading female, I thought she did a tremendous job. She's my favorite final girl of all the movies. And uh, I love Steve Dash. Uh, his, I thought he brought a creepiness to it, but also uh, a vulnerable side to Jason. Mm-hmm. I like the sack, uh, the burlap sack on his head. Um, man, just overall, I'm like you. Good flick. So I'm definitely giving it a thumbs up. 
you got to add it to your collection. If you're a horror fan, if you've got the Friday 13th uh, collection, you got to have it. I mean, come on with it. And, dude, let me see. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to say this is a solid A for me as well. Right on. Had to really think about that one because I was You like, wanted to give it a B plus for Alice. Yeah. Or I, at least an A minus. That's... Well, it was going to go A minus for the Alice thing, but I'm like, you know what? It's one, it's one of the Friday Thirteen films that I could put in, and I don't fast forward anything. But to me, if you were willing to give her an A minus, but you were okay with her dying, but just not the way she died, could you really knock off? Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's why I hesitated because I was like, man, because I'm cool. I like that when they take charge and they kill a feet, yeah. uh, the leading role or a leading role, a prominent role. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you. But anyway. But that that being said, that's our review of Friday the 13th, part two. We hope you enjoyed it. And our next episode is going to be a blast. We're celebrating 45 years of the Halloween franchise, and we've actually got quite a bit of people that's going to be on. 67, 11 people coming. And it's going to be cool to hear everybody's perspective. We're going to get into some fights. Probably. It's going to happen. But I, I'm excited about it. What we're going to be doing is reviewing the entire Halloween franchise uh, picking our timelines, how you want to go with it, what's the best Michael look, best Michael uh, Myers kill, everything. So stay tuned for that. That'll be our next episode. And Well, four may be the best movie, but it's definitely not the best mask. Oh, no, no. Uh, and in November, we're going to go ahead and announce that we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of Sleepaway Camp. So we'll be doing Sleepaway Camp. Randy has never seen it. Never seen it. I know, what's her name? Felicity? Felissa Rose. Felissa Rose. I know who she is, but I've never seen it. And Randy, I had an idea. I wanted to see what you thought about this. After we do Sleepaway Camp, we're actually doing one of our favorite films, Campfire Tales. Oh my gosh, I love this movie. So I was thinking, Randy, what? how would you feel about us going to the campsite, playing it on the projector, and doing the actual podcast while we're at the campsite? And if we can make it A lot of fire. Hey. Watch... If we can make it happen, I'm down. Right on. And then uh, in December, to finish out 2023, which is hard to believe we're already saying that. Uh, we're, I'm just glad summer's over. Yeah. As of right now, we are going to be doing The Mean One. That's Mr. the new Grinch movie. Uh, Black Christmas 2006. Randy said he he enjoyed the film. I've never seen it. Well, and, it wasn't nowhere near as bad as the original. And then... Mr. Pullin' Man. And we're having a third movie in December... We're going to be doing Black Friday. And that's got none other than Bruce Campbell, the man, the I'm, myth, the legend. You can't hate on Bruce now I, that you've seen all this. I may miss that episode. No, you no. ain't. You ain't going to miss it. <laughs> but that being said, uh, thank you for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as always, remember to stay scared and stay spooky. <laughs>